Welcome to Tapped In with Tony. I'm your host, Tony Bogan. And tonight's guest is also a podcast host herself. She is the host of The Late Night Slice, Dana Sackett. Dana, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Not a problem. I'm a fan of your uh, work with The Late Night Slice. It's uh, been a few episodes in and you've covered a lot so far, especially with the last episode. Yeah, um, it's still, I'm still getting used to everything, and uh, it's a work in progress, but considering this is my first podcast, I'm really proud of how it's came along, and we've kind of been bouncing off each other a little bit since I met you, which is really nice to meet someone else who does this, too. Yep, exactly. Our, our shows pretty much started pretty much within that same time frame, which is the great thing. Right. And... um. Honestly, uh, Dana, the first question for you is for the audience out there who probably doesn't listen to Late Night Slice. Where are you from initially and how did your path lead you to Ohio State since you do go to Ohio State? Yeah, so I'm from Northeast Ohio. I usually tell people Cleveland, which is a complete lie. It's just like people don't know where Ashtabula is. So if you do, great. If you don't, it's like in the very pointy northeast tip of ohio um super small town i went to a private school with like 40 people in my graduating class so i wanted to get out of the small town so bad so i was like let's go big or go home and i only applied to two colleges for my undergrad it was miami of ohio and ohio state and i only toured ohio state so i was like i got into both and i was like well i guess i'll go there their program for what i'm doing was a little better so and i'm about to graduate so i've loved it and i think i'm going to end up staying in columbus columbus is a huge is a really great city i've been down there a couple times and i'm from Shaker Heights, a bit of a bigger town than Ashtabula. <laughs> yeah, but it's still within driving distance, and Shaker Heights is such a nice area. Yeah, it is. Uh, I remember they put all the nice stuff in, all the restaurants, the hospital, and stuff like that after I left. Of course. Which is hilarious. <laughs> That's how it always goes. Yep, and um, I am uh, from Shaker Heights. I uh, lived in Kent for a little bit. I live in Ravenna, and the one of the, ironically, that you mentioned, Miami of Ohio, that's where a lot of people from Shaker would go Oh, okay. for undergrad, but I visited uh, Kent State, and the only two schools I put in were Kent State and Akron, and I ended up choosing Kent State in June, believe it or not. Really cutting it a little close there. <laughs> That I was too nervous about colleges, and I'm a first-gen student, so I had no idea what I was doing, and I was, like, as soon as I hit junior year, I was like, okay, time to apply to colleges now, and then now that I'm graduating and need to go to grad school, I'm way behind, so we love how that goes. That's amazing, and uh, how does, uh, I know as you said you like Columbus, uh, how does it compare to a smaller, smaller town like Ashtabula, especially with Ashtabula being in the snowbank with all the wintry weather it gets. Oh, yeah. First, with the winter weather, when when it snows in Columbus, people freak out. And I'm like, this is nothing. And even being from Shaker, you still get more snow than we do in central Ohio. Um, at most, I think over the four years I've been here, we've got maybe three inches, which isn't bad compared to home. Um 
But in terms of living here, it's night and day. I mean, at home, everyone knew everyone's business, which, you know, it, it's a bad thing. Overall, it's a bad thing. But you were really close with everybody and everyone like kind of knew about each other. So it was really easy to make friends. Coming to Columbus, I was really scared because I grew up with all my friends. Like we all went to the same school kind of thing. Um, so it was a lot harder to find friends, but there's a lot more people here to find stuff that your interests both interested in. So I've met a lot more diverse friends and I've gotten into a lot of new hobbies and passions because of that. Um, my job opportunities opened up a lot. Um, and oh, the last thing is like, I felt like when I was in Ashtabula driving any more than 20 minutes like was really far and it was a whole day trip planned. I drive all over Columbus because there's so much to do within like an hour span of Columbus there is an unlimited amount of things to do and I drive like 30 minutes every time I go to see Colin but the 30 minutes is a lot of just traffic <laughs> oh yeah Columbus is known for its traffic in the, especially in the couple times I've been there <laughs> oh yeah um this is gonna be a pretty obvious question um have you been to an Ohio State game? And if so, what was your favorite Ohio State game you've been to? I'm ashamed to say this. I've only been to one Ohio State game. I went my freshman year to Michigan State. And the only reason I got tickets was because my friend at the time, or we're still friends, but my friend's roommate didn't want to go. So she just gave me the ticket last minute. And I went with a bunch of my friends. And um, it was really cool because I... In Columbus, before all the games, we have what we call block, and it's really just everyone pre-games, all the bars, all the frats. So I went there, and that was fun, and I got to do all the traditions. And growing up in a very small Roman Catholic town, I grew up a Notre Dame fan. So that kind of had to change once I came here. The game was awesome, and I had full intentions of buying season passes this year because I wanted to see Notre Dame play Ohio State so bad. Like, since I started here, I was like, they play my senior year. It's a non-conference game. It'll be awesome. And then I slept through my ticket window, so I did not go to that game. (laughs) Man, and those, uh, they sell out the stadium fast, but I believe you'll have another chance. I believe Ohio State and Notre Dame are playing this fall in September, really? it's going to be at Notre Dame. Oh, I drive, I drive out for that though. I want to see an Ohio State game. That's definitely on my bucket list. Uh, they You've are. Never seen one? Uh, well, I've, I've I've seen I've been to a couple Kent State games, but I've never been to an Ohio State game yet. But I definitely gotcha. do want to go. Oh, absolutely. I'm so sad that I never went to the Michigan game. I was going to buy because what a lot of students do is they buy season passes at the student rate and sell them because you can make a ton of money off of it. But I was like, I'm going to go to the Michigan game my senior year. Honestly, it's probably for the best that I didn't go because it would have been disappointing and I would have just been mad. Sometimes it's like that with college football. The, the trends are turning, hopefully for the Ohio State fans that are listening to this. Ohio State uh, has a better chance in Ann Arbor. So oh, you hopefully. Never know. <laughs> Have you been to any of the other Ohio State games like basketball, baseball, ice hockey? Because I know basketball is a big ticket every now and then. 
I haven't. I've been a really bad Ohio State fan. <laughs> I really genuinely am not big on basketball. Like, I like watching football and tennis, which is, like, not very popular. But um, I also haven't been to any of those games. I've just – I feel like I didn't take advantage of college. And now that I'm graduating my undergrad, I'm like, oh, my gosh, where did the time go? I didn't do anything. <laughs> Gotcha. But uh, what what's your uh, major? You're going to you said you're going to be graduating soon. What is your uh, major? Yeah. So I'm studying speech language pathology, which is just a speech therapist. Um, I originally was going to go pre-med and I did an internship and I absolutely hated that. And I hated the idea of being in school for, you know, 12 years of my life. So I decided let's go with speech. I talk a lot. And that's why I chose to do a podcast. Um, and I like working with a diverse group of people. So now that I'm done with undergrad, I have two years of grad school and then clinicals. And I'm all set for the real world, I guess. Nice, nice. And um, talk about your podcast. How did Late Night Slice come to be besides when me and you were talking about our podcast in January? What yep. gave you the idea to start Late Night Slice? So... Actually, I originally wanted to do this podcast with my best friend, Ryan, and not to throw him under the bus, but he, like, we've been talking about it since high school. We're like, one day we're going to start a podcast and we're going to do true crime and we both like it and we bounce off of each other really well. But he coaches high school football and he's got a job and he's like, I don't have time for this. And he backed out on me on the last minute, which kind of made me mad, but it's okay. And it worked out probably for the best because I'm still going to have him on but I've always been really into it and I thought that content creation would be really cool I've always been into technology and stuff but I really didn't want to be on video so I started a podcast and um I got the name actually I feel bad there's a pizza place in Columbus called uh, Mikey's Late Night Slice and I thought that was so clever and then I was like well I'm I'm all over the place I had a different name but I made the mistake of not checking other domains so there was already a podcast called that so I was like well I'll call it the Late Night Slice kind of and I I thought about the legality issues, but then I was like, it's kind of like Central Perk. There's so many coffee shops out there that stole that from friends and they're not, there's no conflict of interest and their pizza's good. So I'll stick to it. And I like the idea of, I I mean, I kind of am a late night owl anyways. So I was like, I'm going to record at night. I'll release it at night. We'll make it neon sign, kind of make it, more adult oriented it is you know <laughs> we drink we have a good time and then oh, i yeah. roped colin into it <laughs> i remember when you were telling me about it and you uh promoted it when it was coming out and i said you know what i'm gonna listen to this and i've been hooked ever since i'm Learned glad something that i didn't really know about like prior to that so i gotta say thank you for you know I- I think that's the cool thing about collaborating with other podcast hosts because, like I said, I I like watching sports and, in general, I'm a terrible sports fan because I'm not consistent. So when you told me about your podcast, I mean, you kind of interview a bunch of different people, but in general, you kind of started with sports. So I think we both kind of felt the same way, like, we'll support each other. It's not really our thing, but 
it's it's turned into something great and we made friends we kind of became friends in a non-conventional way <laughs> but it's all good and I'm glad because I, I like that you have a little bit of diversity but you also you know stick to what you originally did and you're very successful with that thanks and uh, you're very successful with yours as well like I would have never learned about liminal spaces and the down bad, how someone can be down bad on the latest episode. I'm not going to provide spoilers for those of you who haven't listened, but it's Definitely check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, Dana, where can people find your podcast at? So I really try to make it as accessible as possible. It's on all major streaming services, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon, all of them. I think there's. I think the only thing I'm not on is iHeartRadio for some reason because they're not approving my request. But I'm working on it, and I'm also working on uploading it to YouTube. I'm just really bad with iMovie, which is embarrassing because it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, because uh, mine is. Uh, if for those of you that are listening, uh, Tapped In with Tony is available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and it's on Apple Podcasts, but it's not listed for some reason. But Hmm. Apple Podcast was hard to get onto, and I've heard the same thing about Apple Music because they're very specific about everything. Oh yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, where do you hope to go with the the podcast with the late night slice? I mean, ideally, I want to make the it, it kind of. I can't call it a side hustle. I do this completely without making money off of it. I do it because I enjoy it and because I like making content. Um, I do want to scale up one day. I want to be able to, I mean, not to sound whatever, but I put a lot of effort into it. So if I could monetize it one day, that would be awesome. Um, partnerships. I really want to get more, uh, not co-hosts, but guests on. I'm trying, I'm, I got to figure something out for us to do. Um, my roommate wants to be on people besides Colin <laughs> and I have my dad on one episode. I, I like talking to different people and I just, I want to get out to everybody, but the mar- the market, I guess, is so saturated for true crime. So I just, I want to stand out, but it's hard to find new ideas. I'm doing this, like I said, because I enjoy it. So I don't really foresee ending it. And I, the most important thing to me when I started this was to not burn myself out on it. And the whole point of me doing this was to encourage me to do stuff in my free time and do something that I'm passionate about that's, you know, meaningful. Nice. And um, definitely also stay the course as well. Absolutely. And that's what I do with mine because, you know, I've interviewed almost 20 guests so far. I'm going to definitely try to interview some more over the summer. So stay tuned for that. But you definitely have to stay the course with it. It's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. I was, is this a side hustle for you or is it kind of your main thing? I would have to say I do this on the side because, like I said, it's a I do content creation for Keon Sports. I do video stuff in the Northeast Ohio area. I did cover a game down in the Columbus area. I've got a fun story about that. <laughs> what one? Um, so I was up at Upper Arlington. I was down Upper Arlington. Great facilities, by the way. Oh, yeah. They're rich. <laughs> it was 40-something-odd degrees. They're playing Brunswick. It was cold and windy. 
The game only went five innings. I did catch a home run on video, though. Ooh. Yeah, yeah their Upper Arlington is so nice. That's, like, great off campus, but... You know, that's the dream. One day I'd like to live there, but it is very expensive and very nice. <laughs> and I noticed that in addition to podcasting, you're also a power lifter. I am. <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me about how that came to be. Um, In high school, because I went to a small school, it was really easy to play all of the sports. So I was really involved, but we St. John is not very good. That's why I went to high school, if anybody knows. Um, we're not especially good at any sports we're good at wrestling um but i did not do that so once i got to college i was not a standout athlete and the only thing i really enjoyed was soccer and tennis and i like those are really competitive here so i was like i don't have the time for that and funny enough it was an ex that got me into powerlifting um when we were together he's like well just come to the gym with me and i was like well i mean i used to lift but i was like super super small um for reference i was like under 100 pounds until i was in like high school so i was super small and i was sick of people saying i was small so i was like okay i'll go to the gym with you and then i fell in love with it it gave me motivation um and it, it really, when people tell you it helps with stress relief and all that, it's true. You just have to get past the initial getting started. And it's more than just going to the gym for me because thinking about competing, it gives me something to work towards. Um, I've tried getting into lifting consistently before, but I had no end goal other than, you know, I'm just going to stay in shape. But if you're even on the fence, I would say compete. It's super fun. It's really not scary as you think. Um, and the people, like my friends who saw my lifting highlights from my last competition, they're like, who are all those people that are cheering for you? I'm like, they were just other lifters. I didn't know any of them. But you meet a lot of really great people, people who you can help, people who can help you. And the overall gym culture with powerlifting is so supportive. So I definitely am so happy that I did that. That's awesome. And I heard you set a personal record recently. That is pretty awesome. Um, I have, I compete for the Raw Powerlifting Federation. There's a couple major ones. There's USAPL. Um, oh, there's another one. Anyways, that's, Raw isn't that big anymore because their rules are more strict than everyone else's. But that's just who my coach competed under. He's like 80 and has world records. He's a beast. But anyways, um, my first competition, I set the state deadlift record. This one, I broke my own record. Um, I And then that was, and I set the overall weight. So when you combine squat, bench, and deadlift, um, I have the highest overall total of my weight and age. And then my personal best was in with my squat. And I honestly did not think I was going to do that. I hate leg day. So I was really shocked about that one. Wow. So you're a podcaster, <laughs> Ohio State graduate, a state record, a power lifter. You're doing it all. <laughs> I try to stay busy. And I like I have like 50 million hobbies. Wow. That, that, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. Well, and you. um. What is your, if you could pick a go-to song for the gym, what's your, if you could pick one go-to song, what would it be and why? What would um, be your intro, say, for a powerlifting competition? 
Honestly, so this is going to sound so nerdy, but I love anime. And when I'm lifting, I listen to like anime remixes from like motivational speeches. And if any of you guys watch anime, <laughs> there's a scene from Attack on Titan where they're about to go into battle. And like, I even have a lifting belt that I paid way too much money for that has the quote on it. But it's like, my soldiers rage, my soldiers fight. And they, like, charge into battle. So, like, that would be my go-to. And it's this really cringy dubstep version. <laughs> but it gets me hyped up and it works. So I'm sticking to it. Nice. And um, if you uh, had a song that you could use for a late night slice, like, what would be your intro for that? Because I know, especially with Halloween down the line, People obviously use Thriller. They mention Ghostbusters by Ray Parker and just other Halloween-based songs. What would you use if you could use the song? Oh, that's tough. Um, I feel like, I don't know if you've heard this. I, I guess I kind of have a thing for the same types of music. The Spooky Scary Skeletons, but like the one that was trending on TikTok last year where it's like hip-hop rock kind of vibe it's remix it's not like the kid version because it it's goofy but everyone knows it and it's a classic and you know you always know what you're getting with it that's amazing and uh dana thank you for coming on the show and if you have any more advice or anything else you want to plug floor is yours i would just say thank you for having me on um keep up the good work and if you guys are interested in the late night slice we do every other thursday i want to go up to weekly but with graduating that was a lot and so every other every other thursday check us out and words of wisdom if you are on the fence about doing anything go for it because if you don't start you're never going to and you're just going to keep pushing it off i would have done started this years ago if i didn't procrastinate so The hardest thing is just getting started. Everything else comes along the way. Facts. Dana, thank you for coming on the show. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can sub to Tapped In With Tony YouTube page. You can follow me at Twitter at tbogues, T-B-O-G-E-S 2010. You can download the the podcast. It's a Tapped In With Tony. It's on Spotify and other streaming services. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.